Hey y'all! Welcome to the last episode of season 9, episode 10. The special thing about this last episode is that I split it to two episodes. One that will be released on Saturday, October 29th, and the next will be released on November 5th. Today on the podcast, I have the great Mia Palingin here with us today to share about her experience being here in the unceded lands of the Kandaka Uri. Mia is originally from Ohlone territory, which you may know as the Union City in California. You can also know her by her small business called Perfectly Penai, which her mission is to shine a light on social justice issues and create products that represent the Filipino community. I think that's pretty much uh, my brief intro for today because I do want to pass on the mic and have our guests share a little bit more about herself and her passions and all the things yeah hi thank you for that introduction you're so sweet um hi everyone my name is mia balingit um like tachi said i'm not from hawaii i'm actually from union city california um which after daily city is pretty much like filipino central in california um yeah so i actually came out to hawaii for school um but have decided to take a break from school for just a little bit. Um, I am a second generation Pinai. My parents were born and raised in California um, and I'm currently an art teacher here on the island. So I'm really excited to kind of just share my experiences and also kind of plug in my small business which is Perfectly Pinai. I'm pretty sure we're gonna talk about that today. Um, But yeah, super excited. wanted to give you a round of applause because you totally <laughs> deserve it and it's something that I I um I added to um the podcast itself just because it's kind of lonely not to have like a virtual audience <laughs> not have an audience so it's a way to like liven up the <laughs> but yes um honestly like I would have to say like San Francisco was the heart of the first step of where I started I was thinking about the article, um, but um, <laughs> what's for it going on? What title would you call this season of your life right now as a Pinai? Oh my gosh, what title would I give this season of my life? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a really good question. Uh, honestly, like it's super cliche, but I'm literally, I would title it as unknown. Um, just because, you know, I... For the folks that don't know me or know what I'm going through right now, I'm in the process of moving off island. Um, I actually got a really great job offer in the Bay Area, so I'm going to go ahead and take some time to pursue that, as well as kind of focus on Perfectly Panay, really reground myself and reconnect with my family because I haven't lived near them for quite some time now. Um, And yeah, like literally everything is unknown. My future is unknown. I have no idea if like how this job will play out. 
Um, but I'm just in this state of my life where I'm like, you know what? I've always had a plan before and this is the first time where I'm kind of just going with the flow and I'm okay with that. Um, so I don't see like unknown as a negative thing, but it's definitely something new. I love that and that's totally really valid. And I feel like, like just like adding on to that is like, it's a beautiful thing to realize that a season of our life is honestly a chapter of like what goes on next mm -hmm. and it's just focusing on like just continuing to live through intentions yeah. so transitioning to uh questions to get to know more of your filipino roots i wanted to kind of ask how has your upbringing affected your relationship with yourself and your culture yeah um so like i kind of touched on before i'm second gen so my parents were born and raised in california so that being said like i was around pretty much like like american culture you know um my parents didn't speak tagalog i was my connection to my culture was through like food uh, through like traditions like how we go all out in Christmas and we start celebrating Christmas like once the like burr months hit um, But you know, like I did see the work ethic from my parents um, There was a point in time where like my mom was working like multiple jobs and like I see my dad just hustling um, And that's something that I've noticed in Filipino culture is that our people are very prone like it's just natural for them to be resilient and to work hard and to be determined and to just make ends meet for family um so that's something that i learned really early on is like wow like my family values the concept of hard work and i realized when i started connecting with more folks in the philippine x community that that is something that is pretty standardized like within our culture um but yeah so i like I said, my parents worked a lot, so I was not raised, but my grandparents watched me a lot, and they are super Filipino. Like, no joke, super Filipino. Um, and so that's kind of also how I got to be in tune with my culture. I got to learn from them, got to learn um, just, you know, all the good and the bad things about Filipino culture. And I'm glad that I kind of had the balanced version of both, like having my parents who are Filipino-American and then my grandparents who came from the Philippines. It's a nice blend to see like where those worlds kind of collide and how they're different. Um, but yeah, so my upbringing was very interesting. Um, you know, we ha we've had our experience with money, um, but I think the thing I talk about a lot with my friends now at least is like how we approach religion because my parents have a very different view on religion than my grandparents. Um, and it's interesting, too, because, like, the thing that you just posted today, Chachi, is talking about, like, Catholicism and Filipino culture. Um, but, yeah, I read it and I was like, dang, this is, like, for me today. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Context. like... Context. The post that Mia was uh, referring to was the post that came out on October 20th, uh, which was the Filipino-American and Catholicism post and how it has an effect on our mental health. And this goes with the article that um, LA Times' Agnes Constante wrote, which was one of the last series of the mental health um, that she has been working on. And it's something that we don't really talk about as 
a Filipino, especially because religion is a huge part in our culture. Um, so yeah, if you wanna check it, post out, feel free to go on our Instagram, and if you have any insights, feel free to chime in the discussion. Just but let's go back to the episode. Being in tune with Fili- like my Filipino roots really did stem from my parents showing me like what it meant to be Filipino, not necessarily like, oh, like, here's the language. That is, that is truly, 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 like, like, so much true. Um, and I wanted to kind of, like, uh, pick out a little bit about concept that you bring up about, like, mm-hmm. how your parents and your grandparents, like, they raise you in a different perspective, especially yeah. how one is, um, came from the Philippines and the other is from America and it's this like having that kind of two different two different like figures in your life to kind of like give you this um, foundation and now it's up to you to really like how can I really manifest it to myself to take initiative to learn more and unlearn the things that I'm going going through and even with um, religion itself like I that article came out today and and I did not see I I even like glim, took a glance at your um at the document that we had mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how much it played well with the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz this is one conversation actually that we don't talk about in our community but we we kind of like have a glance at it but we don't like have that deep conversation of like mm-hmm. how faith really does impact our own like sense of like being yeah yeah for sure i mean yeah my <laughs> i grew up being like hardcore catholic you know um my grandparents used to take me and my siblings to church every sunday um and then like on summer vacations i would have to go every day to church with my grandparents because they were the ones watching me so i re- definitely grew up in strong faith and I think my grandparents kind of raised me in hopes that I would continue that um but you know that's not always how it plays out and I have felt there was a time where I felt less Filipino because of it um but that like you said like it is a lot of unlearning and I'm still in that process and but yeah <laughs> I mentioned um a really important keyword and it's it's that it made you feel less Filipino. Would you like to kind of elaborate on it a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, (laughs) so like most Filipino families, yeah, my grandma has a bunch of siblings. I believe there's nine of them total. Um, So they are like the standard big Filipino family. Um, And we're all really close. Like all of our families are super close. We all talk to each other. Um, But with that being said, like when I became openly, like I am stepping away from being Catholic, it had a lot of backlash and a lot of people had a lot of things to say. Um, And like one of them was, you know, like this is a disappointment to like our heritage and like our people who are deeply rooted in Christ. And then that really, like, set me down a spiral of, like, oh, so am I really Filipino? Like, am I really, like, am I still part of this community if I'm not Catholic? Um, And that took a lot of, you know, like, self-reflection and kind of just going Mm -hmm. back and forth with myself 
on um, do I even want to like attempt to be a part of this if I have to be Catholic kind of thing. Not like necessarily disassociate from like Filipino culture, but do I have the right to claim it as much as I do now if I don't associate with Catholicism? Um, but yeah, that's that's just like a perfect segue into like why Perfectly Panay was created because one of those conversations um, really had me thinking like, am I actually Panay enough? And then my business grew from that. So everything happens for a reason, even like the 2 a.m. crying sessions or the times where you're so frustrated, where you're just like, oh, I can't talk to anyone. Like something comes out of that. Um, but yeah, like, oh gosh, that was such a time. I remember like I reposted this thing about, oh, you don't have to be like, you don't have to be Catholic to be Filipino was pretty much the premise of what this girl posted and I reposted it and then all like my Facebook messenger that day oh my gosh it was like popping <laughs> off <laughs> but yeah that's everyone can relate <laughs> like it was so bad but um but I mean I'm glad that I'm able to be open about it I'm glad I have the opportunity to talk to people about why I stepped away from Catholicism because it's hard too when I'm part of the LGBTQ community so there is a lot of um just like internal like not resentment towards Catholicism but confusion and mm -hmm. I just thought it was easier to kind of step away from that mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you for sharing that and I think for our listeners out there who are listening and who are having that same struggle it's it's so important to hear it from someone else because it's something in our deeply embedded in our culture that gets hidden because we don't feel comfortable to share it. And I think even like sharing that part of like this aspect of our of our culture really does make up so much. Like our like just one thing doesn't automatically makes us Filipino. It's really deeply ingrained in like what we said in the beginning like it's in our family it's in like who we are like who we are really like how can we really redefine that into like being able to share our deep embedded knowledge from our ancestors and how can we like deeply like how are we rooted i you kind of gave so much fire as you were really like <laughs> like speaking and something that um gave me or added a little um, curiosity more is this idea of in your own um in your own perspective in your own insight what does it mean for you to reclaim your own filipino identity yeah so yeah i kind of touched on that right like about how my whole like identifying with religion sent me into a spiral and i had to like be empowered enough to say I am Pinay, I am Filipino, no matter like if I speak the language or not, if I am Catholic or not. Um, it really comes down to like being able to see and identify like the systems that were set up against us to make us question ourselves. I know that's like super deep for such like a surface question, yeah, but it, it really like that's what it is. And like finding ways to dismantle those systems or those ways of thinking and to be empowered enough in yourself to be like, no, like, this is who I am. And because I'm different, that doesn't make it wrong. It means I can bring new things to the table while still being proud of being Filipino. Um, so for me, that's what it really, what it really means to me is just to 
be who I am without like feeling guilty. Um, so never, at least now that I'm older, definitely before, cause I was closeted for quite some time. Um, now I'm able to say like, yes, even though I go against the norm of being, you know, like straight and Catholic and now I'm not straight and not Catholic. So I'm um, just being able to identify that within myself and then also having the courage and the security in myself to speak out is how I kind of reclaim my Filipino identity. And that keyword there that you mentioned, I wanted to emphasize is that word guilt. I think that's mm -hmm. one thing that still holds a lot of us back and it's so powerful within your story yeah. itself is that's where the blossom of your passion project perfectly pinai is like yeah. you really took out that courage to really like you know what i'm gonna go against what society tells me to be and like really break out this like beautiful project of yours yeah thank you that was like perfectly summarized too when <laughs> i was started <laughs> and i think one one thing i would wanted to ask is has like, is there a particular um, someone in your life that, or something that continues to ground you to this day when this systemic oppression continues mm -hmm. to, like, beat us down? That's such an important and amazing question that no one has ever asked me before. That's an amazing question. Um, honestly, yeah, so... He's no longer with us, but my grandpa on my mom's side was someone who was really important to me and who was in like social work, the social work realm. He also served in the Navy and he's someone that like as I was growing up, like someone I aspired to be, despite him having to go through all the triumphs and tribulations of coming from the Philippines to give his family a better life. And also like he also had a lot of people around him with mental health issues and he was kind of the caretaker and the person that um was kind of given the role of taking care of everyone basically so when i think of all the things that i'm going through when i think about i'm so sorry the birds are like going off right now <laughs> when i think about um just like you know the systemic oppression that has also held my grandpa back um, and that I'm in the same realm facing the same things. It gives me comfort to know that he was able to get through it and that he was able to find community. Um, and that's something that propels me forward. And even with Perfectly Panay, I know that he would be proud even though it's such a small business right now and I do have big dreams for it. Um, but just knowing that, you know, like if he was here today, I know that he would be proud and I know that um, he would be my number one supporter. But he does, his, his life really keeps me grounded. The life that he lived keeps me grounded and makes me really appreciate where I am now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful way to kind of like segue things. It's like, it's really within our grandparents that hold us down, that keeps yeah. us, you know, connected. And I think even with, like in how I in how I like see you and like your the work that you continue to do, um, like it really reflects on how you are able to move through such a 
difficult like society that continues to like still marginalize a lot of us thank you thank you for that and i and i think this is a beautiful way to like transition into um into um the question that i have and it is like if there was something you would want to say to your 12 year old self um and you were able to have that conversation with your younger self um the younger mia like mm -hmm. what what would you like tell her first don't go to college no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> straight, straight. <laughs> No, 12-year-old Mia. Dang, what was I even doing back I'm not gonna lie, I was a really bad kid. Like, I got into a lot of trouble, and I was acting out a lot because I didn't know who I was, and I didn't feel like I was supported in who I was. Um, but yeah, 12-year-old Mia, for sure, I would just want to tell her that, you know, anything that you're feeling right now, in the future, like you, you're gonna be capable of getting over anything that comes your way. And although like resilience, unfortunately is expected in the Filipino culture, it's okay to rest. You know, like rest is some, one of my favorite things to say is rest is something that we deserve, not something we have to earn. And I think if I had learned that sooner, I would have made different choices and I would have um, been on maybe a less stressful path than I am now, than I'm on right now. Um, but definitely like, yeah, like be okay with rest, be okay with not being resilient all the time, be okay with sharing what what's challenging you, be okay with just being vulnerable. Um, because that's something that, you know, like, not all of us are told to do that. And even when if we are told sometimes we're punished for doing so um but just letting her know that it's okay and that future mia grown-up mia will always love her <laughs> for doing those things taking a moment just to like sink that in because that's really like something a lot of us like a lot of the people that will be listening like will really take into heart because even like you saying it to yourself again in like this conversation like mm -hmm. and kind of wanted to also uh, reaffirm you because like who we are before doesn't define who we are now um the the key word is we the person who we are before it's because it's the that that trauma that lingers that we weren't able to have that supportive system yeah. in terms of like the different coping mechanism that our parents had so it's it's okay to um to kind of be able to have that reflection within ourselves and knowing that we're on a, a good path leading to a good path i would say yeah for sure um well that was actually I had to really take a few steps back because that was actually really, really powerful. Um, and I know for you, because I see you like as someone that really has a way to guide this next generation as a, um, as not only as someone who is, a, is, is it, and I'm going to ask this, like, is, do you identify as more queer or pinai? As pinai. 
be nice. Okay, okay, okay. I wanted to ask that first. I'm gonna take that out. I just wanted to like um have more understanding. Um just as a Pinai, like be able to be that guide to a lot of our next generation out there. Thank you. And I know that your platform also um as a way to like um, promote our culture, um, it also focuses a lot on our mental health and mental health well-being. Uh, what do you hope to actually um, see yourself in the next years from now? And this can often change. Yeah. Um, so within the next couple of years, I'll still hopefully I'll still be in California, still growing perfectly Panay. Um, but I'll share like kind of my big vision with Perfectly Tonight to kind of just manifest that it happens. Um, so yeah, Perfectly Tonight, if the folks don't know, is my small business where I make empowerment apparel. Um, I do a lot of self-care advocacy on that platform, um, which kind of ties into the mental health, which heavily ties into the mental health aspect. Um, and I also am starting up a blog, all these fun things. Um, so right now I'm kind of in this stage where I'm just creating products and trying to get my name out there. But long-term goal is to have like a storefront for Perfectly Panay where I only carry Panay made items. And then I can kind of just, it'll be like a boutique, but only for Panay made items, Panay small businesses. Um, but then it'll also have a separate space where we can host community events and things like that. So hopefully within the next couple years, I'll be a little closer to that, more established as perfectly Panay. Um, but in terms of just like my personal life, um, you know, I just I just want to be happy. <laughs> I think that's all like anyone can ever ask for is just to be healthy, to be happy, to be surrounded by people I love. Um, and then everything else will kind of just fall into place. Um, but yeah, in terms of mental health too like <laughs> yeah i just want to be happy and it's been a lot of i've been in survival mode for a really long time so i'm really excited to kind of just step back and then live life the way it's meant to be lived you know to be lived holistically and to be lived um like just in the moment so i'm really excited for that and i'm and as we're continuing in this manifestation dream, I can't wait because I think that is a wonderful and a beautiful, like, just a beautiful, like, way of, like, really setting out this next, this next few years from now. And I see it improving a lot um, in just how I see San Francisco to be um, a lot of rising Filipinas out there, yes, I think, are sure. able to support you out there. <laughs> Um, one last and fun question, and I think mm -hmm. it's a fun question, and it is if you can describe yourself in a Filipino dish, cuisine, <laughs> or dessert, what would it be and why? <laughs> so, Chachi's laughing right now because she can see, like, the answer that I put. <laughs> <laughs> but the answer that I have is Dinuguan. One, it is one of my favorite Filipino dishes, um, but like on a deeper like level, um, to describe myself as Dinuguan, one, because I am definitely not everyone's favorite. I'm a very 
bold person. It takes like a certain um, someone with a certain palette to vibe with me and like really understand me. Um, but something that I've realized growing up is that, you know, like people will find like they'll hear about you and they will make assumptions, you know. Um, I know when I talk about Dunuguan, people are like, ew, no, why would I ever eat that? But then it's like, what if you eat it and you don't know what it's made out of? It's it's pretty good. <laughs> like, um, so just to not judge a book by its cover, and I think that's kind of like my life, you know? Like, I've been through a lot, and I think if you're looking on the outside, it seems like I would be a hot mess. And while I am kind of a hot mess, <laughs> I'm good conversation. I'm someone that loves to just learn um like i'm more than i present myself to be i'm more than just you know a girl that's burnt out and dropped out of college i'm way more than that um so that's why i chose denuguan one because it's really yummy and it's awesome and it should be appreciated more <laughs> and two just yeah that deeper surface meaning that i'm more than what you think i am Honestly, and also I laugh at the beginning because this is one question that is often the hardest for other people to, <laughs> to come up with because it's like, what food would I kind of describe myself? But um, I totally, like, honestly, when I see Dinu go on, I would always see um, something with it. And I feel like, and, and I, as for having conversation, like, you have a lot of side parts to you that goes in the dish itself and mm -hmm. like you have so much going for you like even if like at first glance it may not be what you think it would be as you continue to like get to know and also as you continue to like taste the dish itself um, it's so much more rich than that yeah and it's prepared in many different ways yeah <laughs> So, yeah, I wanted to spend the last few moments actually to give you space to share anything that you would like to share with the rest of our audience because this is your narrative and this is your story. Yeah, so, I mean, I love the things that we kind of talked about during the whole narrative interview. Um, I guess I just want to use this space to just share that... I am a resource, even though I'm moving off island, because um, I know a lot of young folks also listen to this podcast, and I know that life is overwhelming, um, and it's always nice to kind of have someone that not only understands, but is just willing to listen, and I'm definitely someone that is always down to help anyone through anything, even if I don't know all the answers, I'm a good listener. Um, and I also just wanted to plug the fact that you do not need college to be successful. And I just did a podcast about that with um, doing my best podcast. So if you guys want to check that out, too, that would be awesome. And then also to just, you know, share and support Perfectly Panay um, because it is in its early stages. I don't know if you could hear that dog, but it's going on right now. Um, but yeah, just to share and to also just support other small businesses because it's really rough out here right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also just wanted to thank you, Chachi, for rescheduling with me like a million times and being <laughs> super flexible. Um, I have a lot of fun and I'm excited to see like what grows from this podcast and also just to see all the great things Kasamahan is doing. 
And I just want to say thank you, first and foremost. Like, I really appreciate the work that you're doing, and like, I'm really excited to where you will continue to go. And I feel like you started something that a lot of people really do appreciate and do need right now, especially here in Hawaii, where the rate for mental health education is really not up here. And I feel like having this resource. Um, especially build for our Pinais and and some who maybe a, a non-Filipinos can can appreciate because this is something worth keeping. Awesome. Thank you. And I think that's pretty much all of it. And I did want to save one final question if you had any, if you wanted to ask me a question for the podcast itself. Oh... Dang. What would be what questions you would like to ask Chachi? And I know this was meant for the blog that you will write mm-hmm. afterwards for people to read, but I thought it would be a great kind <laughs> of like a final finale to have you ask me in person and uh, oh in God. virtual. Oh, dang. I should have thought about stuff before. Huh. That's so funny. <laughs> this will be edited, so it won't be okay. straight. Like, um, release yeah okay um hmm. questions for chachi okay um yeah so i know like a lot of people are are trying to enter the whole like social media space as a place to spread awareness and build community um i myself am getting into that realm where i want to kind of shift perfectly tonight to be more of a community rather than just retail um so what advice would you give to someone that's trying to get into the space of building community online? Because I know it's a little harder when you don't have like a physical space. That is actually a really good question and a really great way to end this season. <laughs> oh, nice. well, that's a really million dollar question. I think and something that had inspired me from the very get go when I first started is really putting yourself out there and i think this is one of the hardest things to do especially if you are an introvert because really putting yourself out there and you're kind of scared to really you don't know what's going on but i think that's the the main point and it's like part of it is like really putting yourself out there into community spaces that you normally don't use you see don't see yourself in and that will help you really kind of expand your own perspective about things and i think i say that because when kasama hanko first started it was just a space to really like for me to learn the the different filipinos here in hawaii and and from that it's it grew to a space that enters and talks about different conversation when it comes to mental health, when it comes to decolonization, and when it comes to just like giving people a space to just speak out because they didn't get that growing up. They didn't get that representation. Um, So, and I think it's really just putting yourself out there and just being okay if someone doesn't listen to you, it's okay to, not, it's okay to be misunderstood in terms mm-hmm. of 
we're always being misunderstood, but the person that always understands us is ourselves. So as long as you understand yourself, and you don't always have to share your, you, there's that side of you, um, mm-hmm. even if someone won't listen. And I hope that makes sense. <laughs> No, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That's amazing. Like, I think definitely like, people need to hear that, even if they're not trying to start a community. Like, just putting, like, yourself out there opens up so many, like, opportunities. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's definitely something everyone just needs to hear. And that's actually, like, I'm really grateful that you asked that question because, like, that's something that I'm going to continue reflecting on because... I think that's a question we always need to ask ourselves is like mm-hmm. how how do we continue giving that space even for ourselves because sometimes it's hard to take yeah. up space.